Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. DeAndre Baker, born on September 4th, 1997, was drafted by the New York Football Giants with the 30th pick of the 2018 NFL Draft. And as a shutdown corner from the University of Georgia, who did not allow a single touchdown his junior or senior years, he looks to become this team's stud corner and eventually become the number one corner on this team. This is Previewing the Giants. The Giants. The Giants. The Giants. You said that like um, Jim Nance. Do a Jim Nance impersonation for me. Hello, friends. I think that was pretty good. You don't think so? Just just two words? That's all you're going to give us? Hello. That's all he says. Hello, friends. I don't think that's... Welcome, to, welcome, welcome to Mile How, How I Can't Speak. Just take my word for it. That's a good impression. All right. So we have a DeAndre Baker here. We are previewing the Giants. Well, he's he's not here, but he, he's not here. Well, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, DeAndre. So that would imagine imagine we just like subtly snuck in an interview with DeAndre Baker in his previewing the Giants. Wait, this is an and did this he, is an idea for next year, and I'm good, and I'm just gonna say it out loud right now. I don't care if the public is listening because the public has a right to know our private information about what our plans are for this podcast. So what we're it, transparent. Yeah, we are. We're totally transparent. We don't keep anything a secret. Yeah. It would be wild when we do this previewing the Giants series next year if we could record players' episodes with like interviews with players. Oh, that would be amazing. Boom, Marcus Golden. We would have a great time doing that. The question is, would the players enjoy doing that? Well, we wouldn't be going out and interviewing Alec Ogletree. Well, I mean, you certainly wouldn't. I don't think he'd accept an interview from us if he listens back to what you said about him. You know what I want to do to Alec Ogletree? You know, formations and personnel. That's what I want to do. You want to beat his ass, I know. Yeah. So, every all right, we did it. It's out of the way. I bashed on Alec Ogletree. That's it. We're done. We can now move on with our lives. So, yeah, but DeAndre Baker. Really the only personal information that I want to point out about DeAndre Baker, and he got some hate for this over the offseason by angry middle-aged white guys. (laughs) He bought his mom a Bentley, and people are like, oh, yeah, be smart with your money. You just signed a rookie deal. Legitimately... From the bottom of my heart, I would like to say fuck you if you had that take on Twitter. Would you Would you agree with that, David? You know, Justin, I was just looking up the price of a Bentley. I, I just do that from time to time because I've got money to look up the price of a Bentley. They started $307,000. If I'm DeAndre Baker, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to have a couple of contracts in this league. It's chump change. It's like, it's it's nothing. So... All you angry middle-aged white white men, relax, because like your construction job is not going to pay you enough money for that to be a sound financial purchase. All of the construction workers that listen to this podcast have now stopped listening to this podcast. We just lost all of them. 
We just. <laughs> I love construction workers. I'm just saying, I should probably stop talking. I thought that was one of the coolest things, like this off season, like between Saquon buying his mama house and you know DeAndre Baker, you know, getting his first contract. You know, granted rookie contract, but uh, you know, a, a couple a couple million bucks uh, guaranteed isn't something to sneeze about, David. And I thought it was a really cool story, and a lot of people poo-pooed on it. And if you're one of those people that poo-pooed on it, I want to say uh, F you. F you. Because if uh, <laughs> I could buy my mom a Bentley, if I'm in a position to buy my mom a Bentley, that means I can buy a Ferrari. So Exactly. That's kind of my point. If you're in a position to buy your mom a Bentley, you're in a position to buy yourself a Bentley, which means you're doing fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. If you have $307,000 to spend, you'll have it again. So... DeAndre Baker, more power to you, bud. So uh, DeAndre Baker kind of, kind of at least on draft night, kind of came out of nowhere because the Giants were in a position where we had obviously the sixth pick and then we had the 17th pick. And then we thought, okay, after Dexter Lawrence was picked, that's it, right? You know, we'll wrap it up. We'll continue uh, freaking out over Daniel Jones. We'll continue continue questioning uh, why did we draft... uh, a nose tackle when we traded away Snacks Harrison, and why did we draft a nose tackle uh, in a in a in a passing league? And we talked about why you know uh, Dexter Dexter Lawrence has a lot of value in his previewing the Giants episode. But then by the time the uh, the latter end of the first round comes rolling around, the Giants trade for the thirtieth pick in the first round, and they draft this kid DeAndre Baker. When a lot of people thought that uh that that kid from LSU, the corner from LSU, Greedy Williams was the best corner in the draft. I thought the Giants may even look at Greedy Williams at 17, but because, you know, really, I'm not the biggest draft guru. I'm not really the biggest, like, I'm going to know every single first and second round draft prospect out there. Um, And also because I wasn't really expecting the Giants to pick by, you know, by the 30th pick. They draft this kid, DeAndre Baker, out of Georgia. And David, I wanted to just look in, in terms of our doing our prep for this episode I really do rely on the draft network for a lot of different things. Um, they have multiple analyst reports on the same player. And I wanted to look, what are red flags of DeAndre Baker? So I'm looking through three different analyst reports and three different writers that they have. And basically, red flags and really weak points, they all say none. <laughs> well, well, they all say they all say none. I, I, I'm, I think I'm looking at the same thing as you. Draft Network's got one guy. The only red flags he's putting for, forth are the red flags that I hate the most when we're scouting college prospects. And it's... Wait, is this is this about, like, effort? And it, Yeah, I've been told by a few sources that his practice habits aren't good. He didn't take the combine seriously, which I just find very hard to believe. Yeah, this is literally your life on the line right. and, you know, your, your, your yeah. livelihood. I'm just being, trans- I'm yeah. just being transparent. Saying that if people go to this website, they're going to see these. We're not just ignoring them. I'm just, I just don't think either of us think they're really, uh, they're really detriment. They're really even there. In terms of like the actual game of football and right. something that you can evaluate with your eyes rather than something that's an opinion, there are no red flags. Now, it's a weakness of his is his speed, which his 40 time is somewhat subpar for his position. But David, literally, Every single other aspect of this guy and the way that he plays the game of football as a cornerback, there's nothing to complain about. And the fact that I'm really getting to, into my analysis section because I'm just so high on this guy. I'm so 
high to discuss him and really watch him play. If there's one player on this Giants team this year that's new, that's a newer face, if there's really one guy that I'm just so pumped to see, it's DeAndre Baker, man. Because DeAndre Baker is the epitome of everything that we've been talking about this offseason, about prioritizing your secondary, prioritizing your secondary. And he has the potential to be as good as we are hyping him up to be. He has that potential to reach it, and he has the potential to be here for a very, very long time. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think he's he's still one of those really intriguing guys because we've seen so little of him, right? We saw him for... I don't know what was it maybe three drives against the Jets and that I might that might be too many I don't exactly yeah. remember how many he played he didn't get his number you know and we've often said about cornerbacks a lot of times the less you call the, call out their name the better it is for them similar similarly to offensive linemen so I don't really remember him having any issues against the Jets but then obviously gets the injury and, and we I think everybody collectively feels like we dodged a bullet with it only being a knee sprain and and him looking at a week one return. So he's definitely somebody who I think is still very intriguing because, you know, look at all the, all the draft picks. Obviously we've seen Daniel Jones. We've seen Dexter Lawrence. We've seen, um, we've seen Ryan Conley. We've, we've seen the guys who we're kind of high on and we're, we're excited for him. It's really him and Darius Slayton that we haven't really gotten a chance to see yet consistently. So, all accounts and, and everything that you see and everything that we saw in in training camp and his his very very limited preseason time is a guy who's as good as advertised and well worth being the number one uh, the number one corner in the draft. All right, David. So let's get to some of his extremely extremely impressive um, stats and numbers from his college days. First of all, DeAndre Baker had a 89.4 grade his uh, 2018 season at the University of Georgia. He had a three-year coverage grade of 93.5 in the SEC, um, which was second in the country and third in the country, by the way, with a 93.2 was Julian Love. So shout out to Julian Love. In 2018, DeAndre Baker had uh, a 40.2 passer rating allowed. He had... 0.46 yards per coverage snap, which ranked first in the country. His passer rating against was fourth in the country. I mentioned this in the intro. Uh, Baker, in 372 coverage snaps, he allowed no touchdowns, and which was the best among SEC cornerbacks. It's it's a little tough to uh, get better than, uh, than allowing zero touchdowns, wouldn't you say, David? Especially in the SEC. Yeah, especially in the SEC. So I have one more, um, one more. One more kind of stats and figures to read to you because I really don't want to overflow you with good stats and good numbers on DeAndre Baker. He had a 38.7 passer rating when targeted versus SEC opponents, which was the second lowest among SEC cornerbacks. He had eight, he had a total of 42 targets against him, 18 receptions, 209 yards, obviously no touchdowns, two interceptions, and eight passes deflected so david that's less than a 50 percent catch rate of allowing uh, catches against and what more can you honestly say about the the great numbers and you know you and honestly you talk about all the time well these guys have great numbers but look at what the competition they're going up against there is no if ands or buts with deandre baker 
You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was going to say just that. You know, everybody, I, seemingly everybody who comes out of the draft, you say, well, this guy didn't, you know, he only played X amount of um, top 25 opponents. He only played some some guys come out and you say, well, he only played, you know, two FBS teams. He only, you know, DeAndre Baker does not have those issues. He, he He's consistently gone up against the best and he's continued to play like the best of the best. I think there's just so many things that draw you into him. He's... I was commenting to to Justin a little right before we started. He's not as big as I thought he was. And Justin was commenting that he looks bigger than than he's listed. He's listed at 5'11", 180, which, you know, is not small. But it, it's definitely, for an NFL corner, I personally like to see longer, you know, lo- uh, longer, it's kind of wiry, you know, wiry, strong corners. He's not, he doesn't really fit that mold. But he's so adept to sticking to you where his, his main concern is probably his speed as, as you'll you'll see pointed out anywhere his main the main worry is his speed honestly i don't think that's an issue for that that has not historically really been an issue for the giants and i think their safety play is going to be sound this year so i'm not as worried about his afterburner speed not so much being there my bigger concern with our corners is always can they can they cover the middle of the field? Can they stay with a receiver? Can they cover a back shoulder? Can they cover a curl? Can they cover a slant? Because that's where this team gets beat consistently. It's not on the outsides. It's in the middle of the field. So, I think he I think he matches James Betcher very very well in this. And James Betcher is going to be sending a ton of pressure constantly at the opposing quarterback, forcing the quarterback to get the ball out quickly. You need a guy who's going to stick with the receiver for the first two to three and a half seconds of every route. Right. And David, I like how you worded that sticking with the receiver. Cause you know, obviously, you know, I, I think the, the bad, the bad take of, Oh, he's, he covers everybody. I think there's a difference between, Oh, this guy's just good at covering people and then sticking to a receiver. Cause if you look at, you know, the draft networks, all of their, all of their analyst reports best traits of DeAndre Baker is his ability of press coverage at the line of scrimmage. Like that's his best ability. And where you see the speed concerns that DeAndre Baker has, where you see them diminish is when he is up at the line of scrimmage and he is able to get his hands on a wide receiver at the snap of the ball. When he is able to slow down the receiver and not let them get into their, you know, first and second gears quick more quicker than they would like to when he's able to do that he's able to keep up with them so where you're going to see deandre baker get beat is if he's lining up five ten yards away from a receiver and they're just running you know straight down the field he will get outran but if he is close if he is close up to the line of scrimmage david uh he you know the, at least from his college tape and what his uh college scouting reports are saying the dude's not going to get beat because he's that physical right and and you know and looking from from a from a coaching point of view you've got a guy you know you a good coach knows his player's strengths and his weaknesses probably even better so if you're James Betcher you know if you've got if if we're going to get up against the Eagles right and and Deshaun Jackson is now is the number two receiver in in Philly and you've got Baker on an island with Jackson. You don't like that matchup. You just don't. You 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 trust Baker, uh, Baker's ability to jam him and to get and, and to make him uncomfortable. But if Deshaun Jackson breaks off, he's gone. Baker's not going to stay with him. We know that. 
So as, as a defense coordinator, you understand that, and I guarantee you there will be safety help. You're never going to see a, a, a situation where Baker's going to be left in a situation where he needs to run step for step with somebody. It's not his strength. It's his glaring weakness. If he has one, it, that's the weakness. So I think his ability to play at the line of scrimmage, his ability to play within you know zero to four yards of the line of scrimmage is huge for this team because that's where they consistently get beat. Um, on the if if they if they get beat by a wide receiver, they get beat in close quarters. Yeah. So uh, one more stat that I want to add before maybe we get into a little bit more analysis of DeAndre Baker, and then we'll kind of wrap up. Maybe we'll give some projections, and then we'll wrap up. Pro Football Focus has a very good reputation for in their rankings of how they evaluate players with the combination of their grades and a combination of some advanced analytics. Even though, obviously, a lot of the draft boards of like ESPN and maybe NFL.com, they had Greedy Williams as a more higher-ranked corner than DeAndre Baker. Pro Football Focus, on the other hand, had DeAndre Baker first, Greedy Williams second, and they actually had DeAndre Baker ranked as the 16th best player in this draft. Now, this is a guy who I think that we're saying that the that maybe even DeAndre Baker wasn't even expected to go until the second round, but at the same time, but at the same time, uh, he was ranked 16th by Pro Football Focus. So, David, I consider that a steal, and that's because I really do respect the work that Pro Football Focus does. Uh, they predicted that uh, Baker Mayfield was going to be the the number one rated player out of the draft in 2018. And lo and behold, he was drafted number one by the Browns. Lo and behold, he's looking decent so far, despite what Giants fans, you know, despite the hatred Giants fans may have for Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's an asshat. He, he, he is an asshat, but he's also a very talented football player. And, you know, again, we are evaluating off of talent. We're not evaluating off of if you're a ha- asshat or not. But he's neither, a talented asshat. He's a talented asshat. Neither here nor there. I want to talk about his tackling ability. I want to talk about his tackling ability because we talked about it. Maybe his lack of speed uh, that may that may get him in trouble sometimes. Um, one thing I also do want to mention before we get to his tackling ability, um, where you saw him kind of get into trouble, and this is this is like a good place where you want him to get into trouble in terms of David. I like that phrase, sticking with receivers. He he did get the pass interference call. Granted, it was after a review <laughs> that he got this pass interference call against the Jets. I'm pretty sure was this. Am I am I correct in saying that, David? Yeah, you're. You're correct. Yeah, it was it was a no call on the field, and then the Jets challenged it, and then the call was reversed. Where that's gonna ha- and that's gonna happen to everybody mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. That's at one point or another. I, I every I, I feel like every one and two corner will get called for that at some point. Yeah, where he where his physicality is sometimes going to be exposed for those penalties, especially especially down the field. Uh, so I want to talk about his tackling ability because really that's one of the things that I admired about his time in Georgia. You know, you, you see some of you see some corners that like to uh, get all Deion Sanders and they like to uh, totally just uh, uh, remove themselves from from run plays and you know making physical plays uh, in terms of uh, the run game. The way he goes about it is extremely smart for a guy his size. He's always going to hit low. He's always going to try and stay square. He's not really going to, you're not really going to see DeAndre Baker trying to make arm tackles. I cannot stand when I see guys who try to tackle these big physical running backs, these big physical wide receivers, these big physical tight ends, where they try to tackle them above their hips and they don't even throw shoulders. They don't even wrap up. They're out here giving arm tackles. So, 
what do you, you know? What do you expect? These big guys are just going to run right by you. They're going to run right over you. He's not one of these guys. He knows how to tackle, kind of even similarly to Jabril Peppers. I've seen the same thing from Jabril Peppers this camp in this preseason, where Jabril Peppers is always constantly going for the lower half of the body. He's always wrapping up. He's always using his shoulder. So DeAndre Baker, maybe not as advanced as uh, Jabril Peppers' uh, physicality in terms of his tackling, but I think it's important to note. Um, David, do you have anything else to say, or do you want to kind of move right into our predictions portion, and then we'll wrap up? I love what you said about his tackling. I was, I knew you were going to go there eventually. I was just hoping you would at some point. I, I really think something we might be overlooking is the importance for this defense to have guys on the outside who are willing to play a little bit more in the box, play a little bit further up, who are comfortable tackling. Because let's call it what it is. This defense is still a work in progress. Where You and I are both high on this defense. On I'll talk about the front seven. We, we think there's a lot of room for optimism, but there's also question marks, and it's very possible that a lot of these guys don't pan out the way we're expecting them to. And with a defense that, like I've said so many times now, it's defense by committee. Having a cornerback who's a solid tackler, who's not afraid of contact, who's not afraid to get to get his nose in there, that's the difference between, you know, one, I'm talking, this could be one play a game. It could be one play, an outside toss where the running back's got a hole and it's up to a wide receiver to make a block on a corner. Nine times out of 10, the corner does not manage to get in that play. DeAndre Baker has shown in college that he's willing to try to get in that play. And that could be the difference between a game, a game ceiling first down and a punt inside two minutes. So really, in, in terms of expectation, in terms of predictions, uh, David, I think, I don't think DeAndre Baker is going to uh, win, um, you know, rookie defensive rookie of the year. If he's healthy, if he's here for 16 games, I think he is going to be in the conversation. I definitely think he should. And honestly, maybe even the reason why he won't win it is because, you know, maybe he doesn't have five, six interceptions this year. Maybe he's not in the top 15, top 10 in the league in interceptions because the fact that you're not going to hear his name very often, as you alluded to earlier in the episode, that's going to maybe even go against his chances of winning rookie of the year. Like, I am that excited to see how he can work this year because he's in a position in the NFL, in the league, in a passing league, to have a tremendous, tremendous impact on the game. I am not expecting much of a learning curve for him in the NFL. I really am not. Like I am this excited and this high to see him work and to see him dominate in the league because I am this high on him. And I think I've said the same thing over and over and over again. But rarely, but <laughs> rarely, rarely am I this kind of like hype about a guy. I'm not I, I'm not really prepared to say I think that he'll be he, that he will or should be in defensive rookie of the year discussion. He very well might be. I'll I'll talk more from the micro point of view. Micro being being the Giants, not the league. With Baker, you've really seen it um throughout the preseason. How badly the Giants and how badly in the NFL you need cornerback depth. And I'm a big I'm a big fan of Cor- of uh, Corey Ballantine. I'm a big fan of I think I'm a big fan of Sam Beal. I'm not really sure. He's Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> hey, we might we might see him on Thursday. Who knows? Yeah. 
the flat out the Giants need DeAndre Baker. They need him healthy. They need they need him 100, and they need him playing like a number one corner because these days in the NFL, if you're going to be a successful defense, you need two number one corners. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. You know, Janoris Jenkins plays like that on and off. Let's be honest. Our number one corner is not. This, this is a this is the kind of thing I think we might be overlooking. Is don't be shocked if we no longer see Janoris Jenkins. I'm not talking week one, but halfway through the year, don't be shocked if we're no longer seeing Janoris Jenkins following the number one receiver. Yeah, especially if he has a similar up and down. He, no, but a similar start to the season. Like he did in two thousand. Now, granted, there were a lot of things going against Janoris Jenkins at the start of his two thousand eighteen season compared to the end of his season. He really showed some great consistency. But if if we see first half of two thousand eighteen Janoris Jenkins in the in the start of two thousand nineteen, and Gian, and DeAndre Baker is coming out here and he's playing very well, yeah, David, I would expect you know expect to see you know uh, them swap sides uh, if if you wish to maybe word it that way. And, you know, you got DeAndre yeah, Baker it, covering a team's number one wide receiver. And that's a big ask. <laughs> like, like I recognize that yeah, that no, is absolutely. a huge ask, but that's how pumped I am for this kid. But, you know, and also you look at a lot of the teams we're playing this year, and, and I'm going to I'm gonna knock, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock the importance of the cornerbacks for this team because every team needs cornerbacks. But you look at the – look at some of the teams we played this year. We don't really play a ton of teams that have standout number one wide receivers. The Redskins don't. The Eagles don't. I do not count Alshon Jeffrey as a standout number one wide receiver. He's a, he's a challenge. Hot take. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a hot take at all. There's Amari Cooper in Dallas. But a lot of the teams we play, look at, we play the AFC East this year. Buffalo, the Jets, what are you talking, Quincy Inunua? Really? Yeah, my boy, don't make fun of my boy Quincy Inunua from Nebraska. But you got Buffalo, you've got the Dolphins, you've got the Jets, you've got the Patriots, all right, they've got Edelman. But he doesn't get covered like a number one wide receiver anyway. So I'm just saying it's not like we're going up against week in, week out. We, like last year, we had Julio Jones, we had DeAndre Hopkins, we had um, we had, we had a lot of guys who right. could wreck your day. We don't have too many of those guys this year. So I think Baker and Jenkins, I think by halfway through the year, don't be shocked if it becomes cornerback 1A and cornerback 1B. I think that's the goal. So, uh, yeah, uh, David, any other any other kind of final thoughts? Because then, uh, if not, we will wrap up this episode of Previewing the Giants. I can't wait for the nickname of Baker, or not the, not the nickname, the, his last name of Baker to become a nickname or, like, become a tagline. So, like, I can't wait for, like, when he starts playing really well for people to be, like, Oh, it's Baker's dozen on the defense. Thank you. Even though a Baker's dozen is 13, you know, you're only allowed 11. Don't worry about it. But Baker will be used, I guarantee it. And I guarantee you Baker will somehow be linked to Baker Mayfield. That was a very weird thought. Look, you asked me to close the episode, and, I, and that's, that's what I came up with, all right? I, I'm, not, I'm not a poet. That's what you – I'm not a poet. Um <laughs> That's a good drop. Um, all right. So uh, thank you for listening to this previewing the Giants series. We are so, so, so close to the Dallas Cowboy game where therefore we won't have to be doing these previewing the Giants episodes anymore, which is sad for you. I hope it's sad for you, but it's kind of happy for us because this is kind of a grind, but I can't wait. <laughs> 
<laughs> mainly, mainly it is when we stop these episodes, we know that it's actually going to be time for football. So uh, I think we're, we're a lot more excited than the than maybe the casual fan because that means that we don't have to do this. So keep on bleeding blue and David. Stay beautiful, everybody. <laughs>